I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And welcome here to another edition of the Husker Online postgame live show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin, Washett. Uh, appreciate everybody joining us here on Husker Online postgame live. And if you're not a member of Husker Online, make sure you check us out. We got all of our postgame content up. Steve Sipple's column, Robin's Five Things, My Final Take Grades, all the videos, all posted on HuskerOnline.com. You can try out HuskerOnline.com right now for $10 a month. Um, it's a special or sorry, $10 for the year. It's a special that we're running right now as we made our transition to on three sports. Uh, so make sure you check that out. But uh, simple Robin, let's get into it, guys. Uh, Nebraska, a 20 to 13 loser to Minnesota. And it was really a tale of two games. I mean, the first half might have been one of the best halves of football we've seen from Nebraska in a lot of respects, considering Casey Thompson was out of this game. Uh, Nebraska jumped up 10 nothing. They held Minnesota scoreless on four first-half possessions. Um, they did everything right in that first half. Um, but then, you know, the final play of the half, and I wrote this, was a sack on Tanner Morgan. Who knew that a sack by Ty Robinson that knocks Tanner Morgan out of the game would kind of change things for Minnesota? They made adjustments, brought a backup quarterback in. They look like a completely different offense, guys. Yeah, they did. Uh, I'd go off before Robin jumps in here. I just go, I'll go more macro though. I mean, what you saw is a a program, an established program, Minnesota with a six year head coach versus a team that's going through the season of awkwardness and uncertainty. And the advantage in that situation it really goes to Minnesota in some ways. I mean, they they didn't blink at all. And, the, you know, they don't blink because they're those guys, players and coaches, trust what they're doing. Now, Mickey did say – Mickey did have a good quote about that. He said, against a team like that, if you can get up three scores, you might rattle them. Two doesn't do it. Minnesota didn't get rattled. And that – and I don't know. I think I think Morgan might have enjoyed the – like the similar type success that – that I can't I can't say that quarterback's name <laughs> – um, but anyway, Ethan, yeah, yeah they, so bottom, <laughs> bottom line is Minnesota had 31 yards in the first half, 269 in the second. Yeah. And over 200 of those came in the third quarter alone. Right? So, uh, whatever adjustments they made, uh, from halftime define the game, uh, to where Nebraska's at least defensively was controlling every aspect of that. Now the offense slowed down after the first two drives, but you know, at least it was staying within, um, arm's reach there where uh, you know, Minnesota couldn't do anything. They couldn't run the ball. And that was one of the biggest keys we had going into this thing was how Nebraska was going to slow down Muhammad Ibrahim. Well, they did. They held him to his lowest yards per carry in any half of his entire career. It was like 2.3. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like they did their job. 
They did everything they were supposed to. They got three sacks against a Minnesota offensive line. They gave up seven sacks in eight games total. So, I mean, they, they did everything right. They, they got a two-score lead. Um, there was a drive. I can't remember if it was the end of the second quarter. I think it was where they were spotted the ball right around midfield, and they couldn't score. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. They ended up having a punt on that drive to make it potentially 13 nothing, if not 17 nothing. And they, they kind of left it out there mm-hmm. to where, you know, you're talking about that two-score game going into half compared to a three-score game going into half. That's a big deal, especially yeah. on the road. Um, and, you know, you just go down the list of missed opportunities Nebraska had. Uh, there's a lot of them, but certainly the quarterback change for Minnesota uh, showed just kind of the your, your point of being an established program. They have guys that can step up and rise the challenge. If Nebraska loses one of its key pieces, the drop-off is significant. Mm-hmm. You know, and they could have made that game. I thought 14 nothing would have been huge, too. Uh, Nebraska gets a third and four from Chubba Purdy. He gets 11-yard run. So Nebraska's uh, first and 10 inside the 20. Then Anthony Grant goes 11. They're first and goal at the nine. Okay. And that, that's a tough sequence. When you're first and goal at the nine, mm-hmm. um, and then Nebraska goes Grant two carries in a row, two yards, one yard. Then the third down, Chubba Purdy, you know, incomplete of the pass to Volkolek. They go up 10. But they had such momentum. Minnesota was on their heels. This, this was the type of game, if they would have jumped up 14 there, yep. they may have won the game. I mean, I really felt like, and, and, and Mickey said this, if you would have got up 17, three possessions, three, yeah. it changes what Minnesota did. But by sticking it at just 10, mm-hmm. and they got Minnesota got the ball to start the third quarter. Mm-hmm. So P.J. Flex, like, look, guys, we're down 10. We're playing our worst football we've played in years. We're going to still win this game. Yeah, I don't know if that's the worst football they've played in years. But, um, well, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they just lost 45 to 17 at Penn State. I mean. But considering um, the context of Nebraska yeah. football right now, yeah. the point spread was the third largest point spread Nebraska's faced yeah. at Memorial Stadium in modern-day history. Yeah, yeah, The, they con- the context good. of what they should have been doing to Nebraska. Yeah, I don't have a frame of reference to say they – I mean, I don't watch Minnesota weekly. But, um, yeah, they didn't play very well. I mean, they had minus seven rushing yards. But, you know what, it's a four-quarter game. I mean, I yeah, I guess it's nice that, that Nebraska won the first half. But um, that doesn't – doesn't do much. <laughs> I mean, it's a four-quarter game. It's a four-quarter game. And Ibrahim got going as well as they did on Ibrahim in the first half. I don't think of the game like that for Ibrahim. They didn't stop him in the second half. I mean, he got going. Even and the final, up, the he, third down, like it was third and seven. I mean, they, they could have stopped them to win the game, and they didn't do it. Well, they did. They did. They got lucky. They, yeah. they got two reviews late. Yeah, they got two reviews. They got Yeah, they, so he had a third and seven. They had a third and seven, and they ruled he got seven. Review showed six. Ibrahim started running harder, I thought. I thought he's a veteran player. He's a six-year player. And I thought, I don't know, It's I wonder about a guy like that if he's pacing himself a little bit, knowing that this could, you know, this could be a little tense. And in this in the third quarter, I'm gonna turn it up. Yeah. And Nebraska allowed that opportunity for that to happen to where Minnesota could stick with its game plan as opposed yes. to changing yes. the dynamic of the game with it just being a 10-point. Uh, differential that allowed Minnesota to stick with its plan and they kept hammering that run game. And eventually Nebraska's defense, which did as good of a job as you could have imagined in that first half, mm-hmm. eventually they started to wear down mm-hmm. and the, the yards after contact started to pile up where three yard gains started turning to six. And the, all that talk about how Minnesota likes to keep drives on schedule, set up manageable third downs that all played out. And, you know, again, uh, to the backup quarterbacks credit, I'll just call him Ethan. 
he Eighth. made he made big throws. I mean, they they took some shots downfield <laughs> and they did. made them. Yeah. Whereas Nebraska took shots downfield and could not make them until it was far too. And late. they found the matchups. They saw Malcolm Hartstug. All yeah, right, Hartstug struggles. Yeah. Let's pre-snap read. <laughs> Let's pre-snap read single yeah. coverage, man on man, and we're going to throw it right on Hartstug. And that that's what Jim Harbaugh is going to do that next week. Iowa is going to do that. I mean. People are going to – he's the freshman undersized corner, mm-hmm. and they're going to take their bigger receiver and go Absolutely. at him. Absolutely. I mean, who wouldn't? Especially Absolutely. against those running games where Nebraska has to commit so much into the box to be able to slow down Blake Corum, Braylon, Ad, Braylon Allen. Uh, I mean, they have to devote so many resources to stopping some of the best running backs in college football that those corners are inherently going to be put on an island. And if you have a passing game and receivers capable of exploiting that matchup, that's – that's a pick your poison situation for Nebraska's defense. Okay, there's an elephant in the room. I want to ask both you guys. There's an elf. Did Nebraska start the wrong quarterback? Yes. Oh, <laughs> okay. Start. I don't know. Chubb looked pretty darn good to start the early. game. I mean, he was fantastic on that first drive. But uh, how much of it was him versus how much was script. it just the script? So, I mean, I don't know. To start, I think that did they wait too long to turn to Logan Smothers? Yes, I think so. And they make gave, you acknowledge that. Yeah, they gave Chubb way too much of a leash in my opinion, for how quickly he dropped off once that script ended. Uh, they, they needed to change things up. Well, and what hurt Chubba is they did go to him for the one series earlier, mm-hmm. and he didn't get anything on that series. And then they – they or what, Logan. What Logan. Oh, yeah. Logan came in for one series earlier. Oh, and, yeah. And it was kind of a dead series. Mm-hmm. You know, it just didn't do anything for him. And, I mean, you think about that stretch, guys. Nebraska went seven consecutive empty possessions – uh, five of those were three and outs. Five straight. Uh, they went from the beginning of the second qu- quarter all the way into the fourth without a first down. Yeah. And it got terrible. I mean, Memorial Stadium, like, gave, you know, and, and God bless Memorial. So they, they give like the sarcastic applause, like, <laughs> yay! Yeah, that was, that was rough. I mean, that was rough. It was rough. The but offense you, was rough. Whipple's going to take a lot of heat this week. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. So they went 24 plays, Nebraska, in that bad stretch for 43 yards. Yeah. Reminiscent of last week. And last week yeah. they went 30 plays for 36 after the Ramir Johnson drop. Beautiful. I mean, in our lifetimes, has there been batter stretches of football in the stadium for offense? I mean, you usually could sneeze out a quarterback. Because if you had like Adrian still or someone like that, Adrian would just get a 20-yard yeah. runner. You know, good point. Yeah. And Logan might have been able to do that. That's the thing. And and Logan should, like Mickey said, Logan should have run that last one. Yeah. I mean, he would have got he might have got the first down on he third down. I have zero question he would have got that. We didn't have the press box angle to see the, the line, mm-hmm. but from field angle, it looked like he should have run. Well, that. I was watching the, the jumbo sc- screen, you know. I mean, it looked he had all the room that he wanted to get to get five yards, it would have been and he would have gotten out of bounds. Yeah, as rough would have been a perfect play. Yeah, as rough as this conversation is, Nebraska had a shot late. I mean, yeah, then on fourth and five late. Trey, Trey Palmer, Palmer just drops drop, the ball. Just drops a pass that would have put Nebraska, you know, given a first down deep. There's still a lot of time left. Too. Yeah, deep in Minnesota territory with plenty of time. I think it would have been over a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they still had a shot. That's the thing. I mean, I'm I'm 
I think it was another debilitating loss um, when you add it all up. But they had their chance. You know, they had they they're, they fight. Some of this, some of the uh, maybe the reason you feel deflated or Nebraska fans feel deflated is because you know what's next. You know, I mean, I'm not going to steer away from this game, but everybody knows what's looming now. And then it's another. I, and by the way, I thought Mickey sounded as deflated as I've heard him mm-hmm. today. Well, because think about next week, Jim Harbaugh, the big house, mm-hmm. and and they're not going to let off. Well, right now they're sitting fifth in the college football playoff poll, and they're going to be out there making a statement. They're going to try to put it on every team they play the rest of the way mm-hmm. to catch attention from the college football playoff voters to get themselves into the mix. So that's a bad situation for Nebraska. That game out there in 20 They're not going to call the dogs off. The last time we were out there was 2018, and that was one of the lower moments. I mean, yes. Nebraska just looked helpless. And like Jim Harbaugh was like double tight ends, fullbacks, and just ramming it up Nebraska. Yes. And they could do nothing to stop it. And Adrian was a little hurt that game. Yep. Um, couldn't do much. And they pulled him. Yeah. I, now, I don't know. Do you, is there a chance we'll see Casey – Next week, Casey Wait. Thompson. That's number one on what he you was guys in, hearing. Now he was in street clothes today, yeah, as you yeah. know. Didn't even warm up. So I don't know. I mean, there's I guess no official talk on that, but well, Mickey said his hands better. Yeah. What does that mean? Relative to what? <laughs> I mean, like he can he can move his fingers now? Like, <laughs> is that better? Like we don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't seem like he did much of anything in practice. And so uh he didn't even suit up. And he's supposed to be a game time decision. So I'm doubtful at this okay. point. What you hate that could happen is like, oh, we'll go with Logan and start him. And they're playing Michigan. Just throw him, to, throw him to the wolves. We made well, it be the joke. It was, could be like Joe Daly's spring game where he didn't get to wear the green jersey. In 2005, <laughs> Joe Daly's spring game. Callahan just dialed up and gave Joe Daly was on the <laughs> Joe Daly was on the backup offense going against Zach Taylor when Joe Daly started the year before. They they ran like full blitzes on Joe Daly. Sent him out there to die a slow death. It was terrible. So yeah, Mickey's situation's not easy. Um there's no de- I mean we know we know there's no decision on that front, by the way. I mean is you know last week got a little crazy in that regard. Um crazy on the front of just BS rumors. Like yeah. Yeah. I was on the elevator with an official from Nebraska and mm-hmm. He, yes. he what, what did he say? He made a joke that he's like, yeah, I told Trev, evidently we got a press conference today. And Trev joked back. He goes, well, I better go home and get my red tie. I mean, they, they were they were making fun of, you know, just news to me how out of control it got this week. Right. And because there was nothing going on. And I don't know how and where these things started. Um, but I do know this, like Nebraska has talked to a lot of people about yeah. this thing and you know, th- this is the first full search they've done to this level ever on all the coaching changes they've made. You think about C. Peterson didn't really do a good search. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Osborne kind of did, uh, but you knew it was going to probably end up with Pelini back then. Mike Riley, they hired him in like a week. Um, I'll defend Steve a little bit. He went through a lot of coaches. I mean, he he got no, he got told, told nut, no. Al Zimmer. <laughs> well, and, and then Mitch Sherman wrote the article that um, uh, Sherman. Mm-hmm. That was Mike, Mike Sherman. That was his top choice. Yeah, Mike Sherman, um, who's who is a former pit coach. Um, starts with a W. Coach Wanstead. Now Wanstead has denied that he was contacted. I don't believe Wanstead. Um, but yeah, the now the bottom line is Steve went through a series of guys who said no. Um, now I don't know what's going on with Trev. Um, it eventually came out that those guys said no to Steve, but it, but it was clear people were saying no to Steve. 
because that search and you know that search began after the season and went on for 41 days i don't know maybe for all i know trev is getting told no and we're in day 55 of this search yeah but it's different different remember how freak show that got in oath yeah i remember because they I covered. they called they call well, i covered it too they they called a press conference on a saturday <laughs> just to like calm people down Oh yeah, they did. And and P- the reporters were like yelling at Steve Peterson. Like I remember our friend Ross Jernstrom was like, "What are you doing?" You know, like, just like you know, people. I mean, that's what it felt like at that point. I mean, they, they yeah. had been publicly embarrassed, and Nebraska was not that far removed from a national championship at yeah. that point as a program. There's tension. There's tension. I don't. There hasn't been a lot of tension here, but I guess it could get tense. You know, there's some degree, maybe not internally, but certainly. Message boards, social media. There's there's plenty of tension out there. <laughs> we we see it pretty much every day. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the unknown. I mean, yeah. Treb may have this thing kind of figured out. Yeah, he might. But I. But again, I mean, as of Friday, as, as of yesterday, no. I know there's no decision. There's no decision well, made. And again, just the uniqueness of this situation. The fact that their search began September officially began September 11th. I mean, earliest coaching search probably ever in the history of Nebraska's program. And so just the complexities that come with that where, you know, if you, there's a guy that you want that's currently coaching at a school, there's variables that aren't in play when you're doing it after the season, when you fire a coach after the, the final game, uh, you know, there's just a lot of hoops you got to jump through with this type of process compared to your normal coaching. Yeah. Session. And then, then, then to add to it, there's other schools that have openings like Auburn. Yep. I mean, you see rules name pop up at Auburn mm-hmm. and pop up at Nebraska. So stoops stoops, Pop up both, right? Yeah. O'Brien pop up on both. Um, who who else did um Thamel have out um, there today? He had O'Brien, he had Stoops. Like um, Leipold's not on the Auburn radar. Kiffin. No. Kleiman's not he on had the, Kiffin. Kleiman's not on yeah. the Auburn radar. Right. Doran's not right. Doran's either like it, it's interesting. He's kind of polarizing. I mean, a lot of people think he's not good, and some think he's really good. Doran. Well, Lance enhanced his resume today I don't, i'm not saying chances but they're I, bull eligible now yeah i would say he enhances chances top 25 win yeah over an oklahoma state team that had maybe the most impressive win of all last weekend in college football so so i don't know what you do with mickey i don't know what the situation is mickey doesn't know his situation no. right yeah i mean i can tell you as of tuesday he had no metrics or anything laid out like hey mickey if you win this like if you beat minnesota we're getting things ready to go i mean that's the thing, like the thought that there was going to be a press conference or an announcement before the Minnesota game, how anyone even logically thought that was possible. Yeah. yeah I mean, just imagine confusing. what the tenor would be around that right now after a loss like this. And then next week, when if things go the way we expect at Michigan, I mean, that's the excitement over the changing of the guard would be about as short lived as you could possibly imagine, because then people are going to see what the product is. And they're going to criticize it, and they're going to say, "Well, if this is what he brings to the table, why'd we hire him?" Type thing. It just the timing didn't make sense whatsoever. Yeah, if, if that was the case. Yeah, it was th- 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 that that part of the week was very confusing. The people that were were claiming that there could be a, an announcement on Thursday, forty eight hours before kickoff or so. Odd. I mean, that's just an well, odd. Because you don't rush this. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You would think. Like right now, you would not rush anything. Like you're going to present this as like a historical day, whatever it is. Right. Absolutely. This is not just like post-practice interviews you know no it's gonna be a celebration when they do announce this thing like the press conference so from things that i've heard like normally your hirings are done on level three of memorial stadium your firings are done on level six sounds like they're not going to do either for this hire like i think what they want to do is try to find a unique setting for the introductory press conference to have more people in attendance make it more of a pep rally celebration type thing so i mean that the show's like, if you're going to do something like that, you can't just like say, all right, hey guys, um, spur Take of the moment Thursday press off. conference. Yeah, we're, we're going to meet in an hour and, uh-huh. you know, and we'll and, have popcorn and never, available. And never mind, your prepara- <laughs> never mind your preparations for the game. Right. Never mind your preparations for Minnesota. Take six hours here and uh, we're going to introduce you as the head coach. I, it doesn't make any sense. It, I mean, it sends a horrible message well, to your team that we're going to pull your head coach away from preparations for half a day. That, I mean, I didn't understand it. 33% of the season still remain going into this game. Obviously, yeah. now 25% remains. And, you know, if they would have named somebody else, let's say, like, somebody not coaching a college team right now. Let's okay. say Matt Rule or mm-hmm. Urban Ma, way out of left field. Like, somebody like that gets named head coach. Well, then what's that tell the other assistant coaches at Nebraska? They're done. They're done. You're done. Or, Or they're, like, instead of focusing on the game that week, they're trying to figure out who do I know that knows the head coach that might put a good word in for me. It's it would have been awkward. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it just I mean, these people that came up with this rumor, my God, like come up with better rumors. <laughs> like figure figure out how to at least make one that would work, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, yeah. it was like who are these people, by the way? I don't know. <laughs> like who comes up with this stuff? I don't, I don't know. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I I don't know. Just venting. It's okay. Yeah. Go ahead and vent. <laughs> well, if you're just joining us, we're yeah. about 20 minutes in. Husker Online post game live. Nebraska, a 20 to 13 loser to Minnesota. Huskers had a 10 nothing lead in this game, falls short. Um, getting a lot of comments here. Yeah, what are you hearing, Sean? Um, let's see. No development. I mean, and that that seems to be a common theme when you talk about Nebraska. This is a poorly developed roster. I will say this: when you bring in 33 of your new of your 85 scholarship players as new faces, hard to develop guys that have only been in Lincoln for a few months. 33 of your 85 scholarship guys are newcomers. Are right. So how do how do you develop Stefan Wynn, Devin Drew? Right. Like how much could a Donovan Raiola even do in the short amount of time that was he was here with a bunch of guys outside of Hunter Anthony that he didn't even recruit? So Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, stuff like that especially at certain positions it's hard uh, you know on defense i mean they fired a coordinator after four games like you know the development is going to take a hit in that regard because you're going to a completely different approach mm-hmm. uh so i i do think like a big picture that absolutely is the number one issue for me is the lack of development players far too often do not get better when they come to nebraska and so that uh, or not not better enough mm-hmm. to where they're where they need to be for nebraska to compete yeah, and the revolving door hasn't helped. I mean, again, you look at Minnesota, and they have a very established way of doing things. And Nebraska just hasn't really enjoyed that. 
You know, they've for one thing, they've switched they've switched coaches a lot of the time. And then Frost never really found a groove that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it was after year three where he started making he, he started sort of adjusting to the big ten. It took him it took him a while to adjust to the Big Ten. Yeah. PJ Fleck, on the other hand, say what you want about him, but he never really had that where he he said three years in, you know what? I got to adjust to the Big Ten. No, P.J. Fleck came in understanding what to do. Didn't have a good first season, but got it on track. And that's – so now they're on track. They're pretty well on track. They got their sixth win today. The, the rest of their schedule is such that he'll get eight for sure and maybe nine. And there you go. They have an 11-win season, two nine-win seasons. They're 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 on track. And there's P.J. Fleck post-game with his wife. Uh, she was in the press box, actually. We saw her upstairs today. She um, traveled for the game, but uh, that was post-game – uh, victorious Gophers on the field. Um, got a comment from Julie uh, Krause here in the, okay. in the chats. Um, kind of just a thought and a comment that does Mickey let Whipple push him around when it mm. comes to like talking about the offense and maybe some of these. Decisions? I doubt it. Mm. I doubt it. I don't think Mickey gets pushed around. I now now I think there's times where Mickey might defer to a to a 65 year old who has a lot of experience. But Mickey does not strike me as the type that would be, get pushed around. Um, what do you guys think? I think a lot of that stems from the quarterback decisions and why certain guys, like why is Chubba playing as much as he is? Well, I mean, that's Mark Whipple's guy. And so clearly handpicked. Yeah, handpicked guy. So that seems to be a good influence there. And you listen to Mickey's answers, you know, like he's like kind of in hindsight saying maybe we should have gone to Logan earlier, but they yeah. didn't. Like, so who's who? Who was making that? Well, call. now I mean, obviously it's Mickey's final call, but mm-hmm. who's who's got the weight behind that decision? Well, Rob, Mickey said today that they were on the same page. Yeah. I mean, he said the word. Mickey always says the right things up front, though. Let's be let's call that what it is. Like, has Mickey ever, as the head coach, now as an assistant, he got a little bit looser, but as the head coach, he's been pretty in the lines mm-hmm. with the organization because so. he knows that wouldn't be a good look if he's trying to get the head job if he went up there and called out a coach. Mm-hmm. Or something he's not going to do that probably you're probably I right. mean, people i talk to internally though will say like yeah they thought logan would give them the better chance just because his mobility and i thought our, our colleague sam McEwen asked a great question um to mickey in the mm-hmm. post game what throws <laughs> is is chubba making right now that logan can't make mm-hmm. because we've seen the throws yeah well logan made some good throws and like he made some good throws. Yeah. I mean, the throw the, the fourth and five late was a good throw to, to Palmer. The arm talent difference didn't seem that staggering to me to yeah. where they feel like if they want to throw the ball, Chubba has to be in yeah. there. I think Logan they can do a lot that. with Logan. It, it's I don't understand like what throws does he struggle with? Like, and that's a great question. No, it is. I mean, maybe it's the deep ball. I mean, I, I could yeah. see that just based off the limited viewing I've had of Logan, like yeah. his, his ability to just rip it. 40 yards downfield to Trey Palmer. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's not there, but right now from the ball, you know, do the, look what Minnesota did with their backup quarterback. Like that's the kind of game plan Nebraska needs to rely heavily on the run game, use a sprinkle in the QB run game and then hit the easy passes off play action off RPOs. I think Logan could easily execute that type of system. So we, we don't know right now. You, you couldn't say right now who's going to start it in, in Ann Arbor. No, no, I mean, a lot of it's Casey. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if he can go, he's there. But 
Oh, I mean, he practiced. Now it's confusing, right? Because we hear this stuff about his hand, but he did practice this week. They said he did. Did he take reps though? Like yeah. actual? I don't know. Actual game plan? We reps. don't know. Don't know. They said he practiced. I feel like that was a, a disguise because, yeah. like, were they giving him real reps or was he just out there? You think Whipple was trying to muddy it up? Yeah. To confuse was he Minnesota. on the practice field or was he running the first team off? Yeah, there is a pragmatic part of the conversation in that Minnesota would have to prepare for three quarterbacks. And how about Heinrich Harburg not dressed today? Yeah. Richie Torres not dressed today. Yeah. Well, Torres, Joseph emphatically said he's not an option. So, so I mean, they're, they're not going to play him. But Harburg. But then they also, I think Whipple last early, earlier this week said that there was an injury to one of those other backups. So that's probably Heinrich. Okay. Now there's another question that you guys need to address. Because everybody else was. Okay. There's up. another key question. Logan Smothers, this was his fourth game today. If he plays another one, no, he, he didn't redshirt. He's a sophomore. Didn't redshirt last year. Is, is he going to say – what will Logan say mm. to them if they say, we don't want you to redshirt this year again, you're going to be a junior next year? Because last year he crossed the Mendoza line too. Yeah, he crossed the Mendoza line last year, exactly. But he has that – I mean, he kind of played a free year already with COVID, right? Okay, what do you think, though? I, I think he's the type of kid that would say, if you're if you're asking me to play against Michigan, I'm going to He's play. a yes sir, no sir. He's a coach's kid. Yeah. And I'll tell you – So thing, what do you think? The thing about Logan, he's so focused and dialed in – he, he's not caught up in the NIL and all the other things going on. In fact, he turned down several opportunities to make money. He just That wasn't a priority for him. He's, he's wired a lot differently um, than the guys we dealt with on these different interviews over the course of the summer. So, yeah, I think if they said you're going to start, he'll, he'll do it. What if they just say – what if they say you're going to be the back, top backup? What if they say Chubb is starting? Will, will he still say, okay, well, but I'm here if you need Well, me. then what happens at that point because if – is Matt Masker then the backup? I don't know. But yes, would, would, I think he would, would Logan Smothers say, no, I don't want to use my, I don't want to burn my red shirt again. Yeah. I guess we I, just don't I know. Think, I think he'll, I think Logan's that. the type of guy that would play. That's what I think yeah. too. I do. Totally random quarterback nugget. Mikey Pauly had a jersey on the sidelines today. He's the baseball player yeah. that KU and K State offered football scholarships to. He was the Simone winner, which is the Kansas City High School Football Player of the Year. He's one of Will Bolt's players. And but, what did he have? Um, he was he had a jersey on. I mean, jersey. He he's on the football team too. But I thought it was interesting to see him down there. But he wasn't. Yeah, he was with just, the quarterbacks. Today. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. So yeah, going back to Logan, I guess just knowing what we know about him and the way he operates and just kind of his mentality, I think he'll play. If they need him to play, he'll play. And honestly, like I think that might be the best thing for him to get those opportunities because if in theory he does want to go somewhere else, if there's a coaching change or whatever. Uh, having film and some you know tangible evidence of what you can do on the on the football field in a game could be valuable, yeah. and so the only way to get that is to play. So wait, we've been corrected here that Heinrich was dressed today, but he changed to number nine. Mm. That's right. That's exactly sorry. right. Sorry, we're sorry about that confusion there. Yeah, he changed especially numbers. to the Harburg family. Yeah, he was. He that's right. Apology yeah. there on the yeah. Harburg. Yeah, yeah. He, but they they've said though he's not a not a. Well, he's factor. way he's way behind the other two. He doesn't travel. He doesn't travel yeah. this year. So, I mean, I, I don't even know if he needs to be in the conversation at this point. So Torres is hurt. Must be. Yeah. And he's got a live arm. Probably stop guessing on who's hurt at this yeah, point. Yeah, let's, let's not do that. As scary Gary just said, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gary. Right. Thank you, Gary. Yeah. Can't argue that one. Yeah. Dude. Can't argue that one. <laughs> Gary. Gary just coming right to it. Hey, now. now Gary Joe... also accused you, by the way, of being in the bag for Mickey. Ooh. A little bit. I mean. 
<laughs> I mean, not just a little scary, Gary. You're you're uh, bringing the heat today. Buddy. That's okay, Gary. I mean, I'm not in the bag, but I don't now. Now I don't know what he's in a tough situation. I mostly it's about that to me. He's just he inherited a tough situation. I'm a little uncomfortable with the game by game analysis on Mickey that if he wins, he's in, if he loses, he's out. I guess that's the way things shape up in the world sometimes, but I just kind of feel for him. He, again, I just, what I emphasize in this case and next, well, really I emphasize it against, I mean, against Purdue, it was that way against Brom who's in his sixth year there. Um, now you're facing a six year coach in Fleck, all these established programs. Now you're going to, to face an eighth year coach in Harbaugh who's really got it clicking and you're just trying to patch everything together. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're judging Mickey. I mean, I, I'm a little uncomfortable with that, I guess, but I, that, that's part of the deal. You're a podcast listener and this is a podcast ad reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. Yeah, if we're doing the game-to-game thing, all of a sudden Lance Leipold's back up there. Yep. You know, like, remember at the beginning of all this, like yeah, September absolutely. 11th, yeah. we were up here watching them beat Houston, and they won their games against some of the other teams early on. And we're like, Beat Man. Iowa State. We're like, wow, Lance has got this. And mm-hmm. he gets a big one against Oklahoma big one. State. Big one. They're mm-hmm. six and three. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, – oh, yeah, that will enhance his profile nationally. Lance Kansas first bowl berth since what 2008 2009 yeah, something like that yeah that's a big win for them I mean he's got Kansas State later coming up here that'll be a huge game mm-hmm. that'll be the biggest KUK State game you know I mean Mangino when he was there I'm sure there was a big yeah. one back then when he was there but in at least a, a decade yeah we got to keep watching that Auburn that Auburn situation again Thamel the names that I can remember that he came out with five I'm going to try to do it again rule was number one on the list um Lane Kiffin was on that list. Sean, you saw the list. Lane Kiffin was on the list. Um, Stoops was on the Hugh list. Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze was on the list. So those are the guys. See, the rule one's interesting because his name comes up here so prominently. Is rule, I mean, what's he pick? I mean, if it comes down to that, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you do there. Is Urban, now I've heard Urban's involved in Auburn too, but he was not Urban Meyer. He was not on Thamel's list. I heard yesterday that, that, Urban Meyer is on that is on Auburn's radar, but he wasn't on Thamel's. Well, list. with the playoff expanding to twelve, Auburn then becomes a different job. Because if you were in that same division with Alabama and LSU mm-hmm. in the playoffs at four, that's a hard job. Oh yeah. But now when it goes to twelve, yeah. you're like, hey, Easy. we can go ten and two and make the playoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wonder how much that complicates Trev's job, the Auburn job, because some of those guys are crossing over into both. It might raise the money. Yeah, it might raise the money. It might make it hard. But what if you what if you had your eyes on rule? If if Trev had his sights set on rule, and now rule's looking at Auburn, that's what I mean. You know, and Stoops. Stoops is another one that crosses over between those jobs. I yeah, just wonder. I mean, it's gonna be wild. Like after what we went through last Thursday, it this, might be wild this past week, just a day like Thursday, like how what I don't have hair, but I pulled out my hair Thursday, just trying to understand. It might get wild, Sean. It might not. I mean, I don't, I'm not convinced it will be. Um, Trev seems that, I mean, nothing, Trev did nothing wrong on Thursday. That was the internet did something wrong. Yeah. That Trev's handled this. Or whoever well. started all this yeah, stuff. I and, think Trev's handled this very well. 
Um, and I, I don't know that it's going to get really wacky. It might, but I, it, I don't know. I don't, I can't say it will. So to clarify on what Pete Thamel had to say, uh, he was on college game day today. Okay. And he said, expect the Auburn search to be focused on these five names. Okay. Give them to me again. It will start key phrase here it will start with former nfl coach matt rule okay and will include okay old miss coach lane kiffin kentucky's march stoops alabama oc bill o'brien and liberty's hugh free yeah we left out o'brien in that conversation critical thank you thank you rob that it starts with rule yeah that's really interesting that's that's notable considering the rumors we've heard here regarding a done deal and they're gonna announce them a day ago (laughs) right so auburn starts with rule that's interesting that's, that's what big, I mean that's by a poten- big blow to those internet guys Thursday. Yeah, that's a potential. <laughs> yeah, they'll ignore it and move on and, and talk around it. But the, the, I think that's gigantic. If Nebraska is indeed has any any inclination to hire rule, you're battling Auburn now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, not easy. Not easy to do. I mean, the, not easy. I'm just gonna say that. What type of I mean, like, how much is money going to be a factor like that in that situation? It always is against a, against a program like Auburn that clearly does not care. What I would they say spend. this: I would like to be Matt Rule making what's he making right now? Did not coach forty million, yeah, like eight million a year, pretty much over five years. His wife's very happy right now if he's married. <laughs> Here's why: because because if it's Auburn and Nebraska, now he's in a position. His agent's in a beautiful position. If it's Auburn and Nebraska going at him, right? Because he's got to walk away with. At the minimum, nine million dollars a year. So how does that At work? The though they're going to still pay him eight, and so Nebraska or whoever can say we're going to pay you ten or twelve. Well, sure. And then we'll pay you four, and they're going to pay you eight. I, yeah, I don't know. How now I, without I oh, okay, thank you. Here's excuse me, sixty-two million. He had a seventy-two seven-year, sixty-two million contract. That was the deal that he had going into Carolina. Okay. Okay. Hold on. So the buyout now. Yeah, so the the after firing the Panthers were left being owed over forty million dollars. So after all that was finished, it is forty rule for, for rule. Yeah. Yes. So that would be mitigated into like sure. whatever. So like you could say, yeah, we're going to pay you more, and it's just like a coupon off the top, right? Yeah. It's a twenty-five million dollar <laughs> more than what Nebraska had to pay Scott Frost. Think about that. Yeah. Twenty-five well, how about, hey, million. Jimbo Fisher. Hello. Three and six. Not going well. With an $85 million buyout. Picked a bad offseason to go go at Saban, didn't he? <laughs> He's got an $85 million buyout. So you're telling me they lost today. Yeah, the Florida. The Florida. He's three and six. Three and six. How's three the oil six. market down in Texas? Because those would be the guys that are the buyout that contract. I mean, that's not I, – I know people probably listening thinking I'm joking around. No, I'm not joking. He's got an $85 million buyout. That's what it is. Woof. I mean, those buyouts are... I mean, that's enough to buy out like a small country. Yeah. <laughs> Go buy Kazakhstan with that? Yeah. At any rate. $85 million. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Trey's putting in some... Uh, he signed a 10-year, fully guaranteed $95 million contract through 2031. Fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. Thank you, Trey. Thank you. For Why that. would any school offer a fully guaranteed deal at this Cause you, point? Because they can. Because they want to beat Nick Saban. They thought yeah. he was the answer. And they thought Jimbo was the, yeah, Ovid clearly thought Jimbo was the answer. And then now, now, if we try to bring this back to Nebraska, that's why those sorts of things like Jimbo is why these things are scary. Because Jimbo seemed like the answer. 
you think you have the answer and you might not. Well, I mean, we we lived through it with Frost. We thought that was the answer. Texas A&M thought Jimbo was the answer. He wasn't. He, I don't think. Now, remember, Harbaugh's in his eighth year. and In the pandemic year, they, yeah, they about wanted to moved, run him out of there. They about moved on. Now, now, Sean, he's in Rob, he's in his eighth year now, but they about moved him out. It took him seven years to get it really rolling there. So you don't, it's there's a lot of variables. You never quite know. Um, you know, I don't know. He it's so it feels sometimes like a crap shoot as to when you're trying to get the right guy. I think what an AD is trying to do is just Get as close as you can to what you think is well, the frost. Exactly. Yeah. Frost was about as close as you can get, and it still didn't work. I mean, at the time of the frost hiring, it was looked at as the home run of home runs. Yeah. He turned down Florida and Tennessee, and he probably could have had Florida State. Mm, I don't he, know about that, but that, did they go to Willie, Willie Taggart? Yes. Yeah. Maybe Florida State. They, they hire Willie Taggart. And that was a disaster, by the way. That's another one where you thought, okay, Taggart might work there. No, it was a disaster. I mean, it was an utter disaster. So, to me, it's really dicey. That's why, like, okay, you just, I, I, don't, I hate to say it like this, swallow your pride and, like, hey, hire a Lance Leipold, Chris Kleiman. You kind of know what you're getting. Not like, a bad thought. Not it, a bad I thought. Mean, it's and a, you know they'll be here. It's like a reliable pair of jeans. You know, it, it's yeah. just, you know. Yeah, they're not It's going to work. Jeans. Yeah. You know, it, it may not. I mean, but you can no, wear it with any, you can wear it with anything. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it will you can like, wear it to a wedding. If Lance is doing what he's doing at Kansas right now, that's the thing he could do this here. Well, you but get like, lot, yeah, but it's not sexy enough to win the vocal internet, you know, and, and, and that noise makes it hard. on well, an I think it just, it's a matter of what Nebraska wants to be. Do they want to be a team that's competing with Ohio state for a big 10 championship and playing in the college football playoff? I mean, then, yes. then I think that that changes how you perceive right. a guy like Lance Life. Or do you want to be Wisconsin and Iowa to where you're always good, you're winning Get the to division, that level first. You're playing in Big Ten championships, but when it comes to playing Ohio State, you get housed on that. Now, hold on, though, Sean. See, I, I've had disagreements on this topic with other people, including my co-host on, on my radio show. No, no, no. You don't, you don't aim for Iowa and Wisconsin. You aim for Ohio State. And in and, and aiming for Ohio State, you do move past Iowa and Wisconsin. You do not set your sights on Iowa and Wisconsin. No, not in this hire. You set your sights on Ohio State. That could still be Lance. I mean, I wouldn't sell him too short given what he's doing this year. But I get what I think what you're saying, Rob, is when you think about going after Ohio State, you're thinking about rule. You're thinking about maybe stoops. You're thinking a little bigger, right? Yes. Bielema. Um, who's losing today? But uh, yeah, you're thinking there are bit, a little that bit. Have the cachet, yeah, that more cachet than Lance that carry that, and yeah. as like quality and consistent as the Leipolds, the Climans, those types of guys are, who I have zero doubt would come in here and make Nebraska a consistent bowl team, um, fairly regularly compete for the division. I just don't know. I have my doubts about beyond that. But how much is that is just our perception? Yeah, that's that a lot. Lance, of it. That Lance doesn't. We have no have, idea. We yeah, have no that idea. Lance does, couldn't take Nebraska as far as it's probably un, it's unfair of me rule. to say that, but that's yeah. just my yeah. my I think he'd feeling. Be a better fit because he understands the the culture and the lay of the land. Mm -hmm. Where you bring in an outsider, and then they realize, God, there aren't that many people and recruits around this area, and you got to work really hard to get kids here. They can get Nebraska good. 
they can keep Nebraska good, but I just I wonder what the ceiling is. That's the thing. I get I totally understand where you're coming from there. I do. I wonder about that too with Lance. Uh-huh. I've thought if you brought in someone like Leipold, that you would not be bad anymore. You wouldn't see those bad dips. Like t- this year, you're not going to go three and nine again. Um, but yeah, you wonder. You wonder if he could chase would, down Ohio State. Would he be like a Brom right now at Purdue? Right. Like right. Good. He's got them up. Yeah, that's a good like, example. Call right. like solid, but mm-hmm. they can't break through. Right. Would you be like Jeff Brom, Purdue good? Yeah, that's a good example. No, that's a really good example, actually. Like he Brom and Brom's Brom, good. It, Brom's good. I mean, yeah, yeah, looking at the Big Ten West standings right now. God, it's a mess. Wide open. That is a mess. Yeah, Illinois shocking upset loss. How about Iowa? To Michigan State. I mean, Iowa has Wisconsin and Minnesota remaining and Nebraska, and Kirk Ferentz could get up to eight and four. Hello, Doug Lessamore. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk Ferentz is going to have a few choice comments. That, I mean, I'm kind of rooting for him. Oh, I'm, 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 I'll get me killed on the message that. board. But I'll say that. Um, Scary Gary is going to call yeah, you come out on, again. Gary. Come on, Gary. <laughs> His name is Scary Gary for yeah, the Gary, record. Get, yeah, get after it. Um, well, yeah, we're um, we're wrapping it up here. We'll go a few more minutes here, guys. But it's going to be a hell of a week um, at Michigan on the road. We'll learn here on the kickoff probably tonight. Um, what do you just? What do you I expect? suspect eleven a.m. I'm thinking, but about noon Eastern. Noon Eastern, yeah. Michigan doesn't like those three thirty Eastern games just because it's dark. And, it gets dark in that stadium. Um, so we'll we'll see what what happens in this game. It won't be a night game though, like we know that. So hopefully noon Eastern is probably what we're looking at out there for that game. It's probably best case scenario for Nebraska. I'm looking forward to going to the big house. I love going to the big house. It's my favorite big 10 stadium. When was the last time we were there? 18, 18. Crazy. That was bad. That was bad. I mean, the good memory was the good memory for Nebraska was fans time. was, was Tommy pitching that ball to Amir and him getting into the corner of the end zone. And they won that game. Under this is Bo. their fourth trip there. Yeah. They won that game under Bo and that crowd. I'll never forget it. Cause I had to go down to the post game and I missed the elevator. I had to weave through the crowd. Those people were pissed and it was F bomb pissed. I mean, and it was shoved me out of the way pissed. Mm. They were that, that they were hot and that was it. That was it for Brady Hoke. That was he didn't Devin, get fired after that game, but he got fired after that season. That was Devin Gardner, right? The quarterback. Yeah. yeah Randy, Randy uh, Gregory, Gregory smoked him out. Him. Oh, they were that was dominant. Randy Gregory's so yeah, that was a good. I mean, that was a good win for Nebraska. Huge win. Yeah. They go in the big house and win that game. They won back to back weeks that season at Penn State and at Michigan. Back on think the road. It. On the road. Think about that. And at the Penn State game, after they just won against Michigan, they won with Ron Kellogg. And Bo thought he was getting fired. Yeah. And remember he had to talk to the team about he's not resigning. Yeah. Go. That's right. Because that was the mess that Perlman and Icors created. Like they they God. wanted Bo out of there at that point. A guy that won back to back weeks at Michigan and Penn State. My God, it's amazing to think about it looking is. back. I know just how teams are pretty good. When you look back at those teams now, you think, man, they weren't. They were pretty good. What what happened? Why why were what were we doing? Kenny Bell um, ran that kickback to beat. Uh, was it to beat Penn State? He had a kickoff return in yeah. that game, but he did. But they kicked a field goal to win it, right? Am I overtime? Yeah, overtime. Pat Smith. There was he a hit play. Two. He hit two because they got a flag and he had to hit it again. There was another play in that game where the receiver he, he was a walk on kid. Sam, not Sam Birch. Mm, Sam Birch. Don't remember. Yeah, Sam Birch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it Sam and Birch? Yeah. They penalized him for something that should have been penalized. And Papu- I heard the story years later. Papu just goes to the ref. He goes. 
you just cost me my job with that call. <laughs> he just yells at the ref. You just cost me my job with that call. I mean, they it's thought painful. they were getting fired. They thought they were getting yeah. fired. Oh yeah. oh yeah. And then Pat Smith, it's like a forty-five yard in overtime. Well, he hit that forty. He hit one, and then they there was a there was a flag, or they didn't get off in time, and they had to hit it again. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. He had to Stunned. hit it again in that swirling snowstorm. That was incredible. It was incredible. When you think about Pat Smith, I mean, the cojones on that guy. Oh, I mean, he was a good one. Yeah. That was tougher. Those to shoes that. that he wore to make that kick, he brought them to Sam. <laughs> look, at, look at Trey. Um, he brought he brought those Trey, you shoes. you are amazing. Um, those shoes are on Sam Fultz's grave. He brought them to Sam Fultz's grave. Really? Yeah, the shoes from that kick. Wow. God, it was ungodly cold. Oh God, that it walk, that walk. To, you know, we stayed in State College. Now, you were, yeah. when you were at the paper, you guys probably stayed in like Egypt. I mean, driving <laughs> out of there, we stayed in Harrisburg. <laughs> but I didn't bring a coat. I didn't bring a coat, and we walked to our car in this field, in this in a long walk to the field. And by the, I didn't think I, I thought I was not. I thought I was going to die. I mean, I thought I don't think I'm going to make it. I mean, I got to the car. I was so cold, I couldn't believe it. I didn't have a coat. <laughs> I just remember Sam was telling me like. They had to drive back, you know, and like it was, you couldn't see right. on the road, and it was like white yeah. knuckle. Yeah, it was terrible. Those roads are hard enough to drive in daytime on a clear afternoon, let yeah. alone at night during a snowstorm. Yeah, we haven't been to Penn State for a while. <sighs> yeah, we don't need to go. Uh, Ann Arbor next week, it'll be fun. I, I hope. What do you think? That, what do you think the spread's going to be? Okay, um, let's play I'll, this game. I'll 30. say thirty. Ooh, I was going to say thirty-one. Yeah, I was. I was going to push thirty, so I'll I'll say thirty and a half. Yeah. Nebraska covered today. It was 14 and a half at kick. They lost by seven. Nebraska did compete again. I mean, they competed again. They had a chance to win with a minute left. Yeah. Or at least tie. They had a chance to tie. It was strange, though. It felt very deflated in the stadium again. This is just, this, these are hard. This is hard. I mean, yeah. if you're headed towards another three and nine, which I'm not convinced of, um, I'm not. I think, I don't know, though. It seems like Wisconsin and Iowa have picked They're up some better. Steam. And yeah. Nebraska's offense has some issues, a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Well, guys, uh, lots of fun. Make sure you get on HuskerOnline.com. Uh, all of our postgame coverage is up there right now, so you can catch up with Steve Sipple's column, my final take and grades, Robin's five things. Uh, all the videos are posted. We'll have pro football focus grades up first thing in the morning uh, before you get into church. We'll have those up ready for you to read. So uh, get on Husker Online as uh, and it's daylight savings time tomorrow, guys. We'll all get an extra hour of sleep, uh, which will be much needed absolutely um, as we gear up for the stretch ahead. Uh, but check us out $10 one year at huskeronline.com. It's our transitional special. We're new on the on three sports network. Um, we are currently the second largest site on the whole network right now. We'd like to be number one. Eventually uh, Florida state's got us beat, but um, we've had a great transition to on three and join us. Yeah. You, I promise you, you will not regret uh, the, the, the site and, and what we bring and also like our YouTube page, subscribe to our podcast. If you didn't catch us on the YouTube uh, we will have this on the podcast page within about 20 or 30 minutes. So uh, thank you again. Thanks to Trey Yanity on the back end. For Stephen M. Sipple, Robin Washett, I'm Sean Callahan.